Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 274, Radiating Tenderness. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world. It's good to be back with you, and I hope you're enjoying the holiday season with friends, family, maybe time on your own with your pets, getting out into nature. This is a very special time of the year as we come towards the end of a year and the beginning of a new one. And it's especially important because next year is going to be a very different type of year, as I keep saying. And Jupiter, which is in Taurus, which is all to do with nature, the body, our health, food, security, is eventually going to turn direct again on the 31st of December, taking us into a more enthusiastic, expansive arena in all those things I've just mentioned. So Jupiter has been going retrograde digging deep into what does it mean to be a natural human being? What does it mean to love our bodies? What does it mean to be tender to ourselves? And this word tenderness came to me through an angel card that I picked, which I'll talk about in a little while. But tenderness is a great word for for Taurus. Tenderness or pleasure or just nurturing ourselves is so important at this time. And I like tenderness because it evokes not only that nurturing quality, but that gentle heart energy. It's time to be tender to our hearts, our souls, our bodies, our minds, to the planet, to each other. And to find that place where it's not raw and rough and aggressive, but tender and loving. So as we come to the end of this year, this is a great time to not only let go of the old, which we spoke about last time with the solstice, but also plan for the future. What do you want to do next year? And I'll be sharing more of the astrological, numerological events for next year in my next podcast. But this is a great time to create a vision board Make images of what it is you want to manifest into this world. Write down the practical details that are going to take you there. Or pick angel cards or tarot cards or go online and get a free tarot reading about the next 12 months. You could pick an angel card for each month or, as I say, pick a tarot card for each month. Set your intention behind those cards, because when we pick a card, like an angel card or a tarot card, we're really already sending into those cards what we, on a soul level, already know is going to happen. And as with any vision board or any way of writing down what you want for the next year, the next five years, it's always good to have a bit of a plan. And I like to look at that plan in this way. I ask, what needs to change? What are you going to do differently? It may not be completely different, but I'm suggesting very gently, 
that with Jupiter turning direct and so much happening, uh, with Jupiter meeting Uranus and a full solar eclipse, etc., I think there's going to be big changes in the air next year. So maybe I ask you, what do you want to change? And that doesn't have to be something outside you. It may be that you want to feel more peaceful, more healthy, more intimate, spend more time with your loved ones, spend less time with your loved ones. So ask yourself, how do you want to see changes come into the world? Similar to the exercise we did a few weeks ago with looking in the different rooms. And then the next step is how are you actually going to practically do this? And I think this is the stage is often missed. What do you need to do to achieve that? And my example is if I want to move house, I need to maybe do something to my old house, the one I'm selling. I certainly need to go to a realtor or someone who works with estate real realty. And I need to plan, you know, what is it I want to have in the future? So what are the practical steps that you need to take to achieve this change? And write them down. Don't just say, oh, yeah, I probably need to. No, write it down. What are the what, first step, second step, third step? What are those things I practically need to do to achieve this change? The third step is for me, how will you know that you've reached that goal? Because sometimes what I see we all do is move the goalposts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was what I wanted, but now I want this. So we kind of move the goalposts or, or we even have a little bit of perfectionism. Oh, yes, but I want this, but I actually it didn't quite appear in the way I wanted. Well, you were the one that said this is what you wanted and now you've changed the, the rules. So write down what are the goals and, and how will I know I've reached it? I'll be standing in my new home. I'll be going out to work. I'll be sitting relaxing. I'll be having my luxurious baths every day. <laughs> How? What is the practical thing that will happen when you know you've reached those goals? The fourth step is how will you celebrate it? Because the celebration is really important because, again, I've, what I see in myself and maybe others is that even though we reach that goal, we've already got the new goal. So we kind of dismiss the goal that we originally had and said, yeah, that was fine, but. So how will you stop and celebrate that you created that goal and it, you manifest it? That's really important. As I've mentioned before, where sometimes when I've finished writing a book and it's got published and I'm like, yay, people will come and say, so when are you going to write your next book? It's like, let me breathe first. And, and this is the energy of whatever I've put into something. I need to also fulfill myself and nurture myself with that. I will say this is why many of the animals will eat the placenta of their babies. It's like, yes, I created this baby, and I'm going to be nurtured by the placenta, which I created in order to do this. So what are you going to nurture yourself with? How are you going to celebrate your achievements? And you can have lots of little achievements. You can say, I did that step, celebrate. I did that step, celebrate. So don't have a huge step waiting. Celebrate yourself in all these little steps. And then the fifth question I always ask is, how are you going to sabotage yourself? And you will say, what, me? <laughs> sabotage myself? 
And I can tell you, ever since I've used these five steps, the fifth question is the easiest for everybody to answer. Oh, I don't know about celebration. I don't know about goals, but I definitely know about sabotage. And this is the step we have to deal with. So however much we may have a vision for 2024, we have our vision board, we have our angel cards, whatever it is, and how will I sabotage myself? And never before, I think, in history have we had such an important question. As I've said several times recently, the movement we're taking now is beyond anything we've taken before. We're not just talking about a few steps. We're talking about another octave, another level of experience, which has been coming into our planet for some time now. But even though all this energy, this cosmic energy, this earth energy is coming into us, this new dragon energy is firing us up, we have self-will, we have free will, free choice, and every one of us knows there are ways we sabotage the next move. That next step, usually coming through the throat chakra with excuses or questions. And my example I use is the person who goes to the edge of the cliff and is told to jump. There's a net below. Just jump. You know, it's going to be. And they'll stand there and they'll say, can you reassure me that if I do this, everything will be fine. I will have plenty of money. I will be loved. I won't be alone, blah, blah. And your higher self is saying, no, I can't give any of those guarantees. But boy, is your life going to be more fulfilling. Yeah, but can I guarantee it? Blah, blah, blah. This is all throat chakra, all linked to Taurus, my friends. This is why I'm really specifying it as Jupiter in Taurus turns direct. So if you won't be guaranteed because you can't be guaranteed, what will be the outcome? The first outcome has to be that you jump. The next thing I hear people do is, well, shall I jump with my left foot or my right foot? Doesn't matter. Just jump. Well, should I have special shoes for jumping? Doesn't matter. Don't need shoes. Well, maybe I should make shoes for people who are going to jump. Oh, now I have something to do on the same damn level I've been living on for the last 30 years, and I still haven't jumped. Oh, yes, you have a great shoe shop selling shoes for people to jump, but you've never jumped. I think I am getting through to you, hopefully. It's exactly the same idea that if you're clinging to a cliff, I'm back onto cliffs, with 10 fingers and you have removed nine fingers, you are still in exactly the same place as long as that last finger is holding on. This is a time to jump. This is a time to say, I don't care if you can't guarantee me all the things that are on my list, but what you will guarantee me is a soul expansion that I have never seen before and a fulfillment for my higher self. I'm not just saying this. Many people are saying something very similar. And your, your heart and soul know it. I mentioned that I'm seeing people who have done a great job up till now. Nothing wrong with what you've been doing. 
But now it's time to change, to let go of the caretaking, perhaps, the minding of everybody. I wonder, is everybody else going to be able to jump? Maybe I shouldn't go until they do. And it always reminds me of some of those times when I've jumped, and I've jumped many a time, when I imagine myself standing on the windowsill outside the window, and everything inside of me is saying, jump. And I'm looking back in the room of which the window belongs to, and there's all these people, and they aren't ready to jump. And I'm telling my guidance, yeah, but look at all these people I could help. Look at all these people who need me to tell them how to jump. And what I hear is, you haven't seen how many people are waiting for you to jump in the future. They are waiting for you in the future. All you have to do is jump. And as that has worked for me every single time, coming to America was a huge jump. I knew nobody. I had no job, knew no reason to come here. But hey, I'm now in my 23rd year. Jump because your heart says jump, because your soul says jump because your, your higher self says jump and there isn't anything else that, that is as great an importance to humanity and the planet at this time than you listening deep within. And I'm just going to read a little piece from someone who I admire, Aluna Joy. Some of you may know her. I first went to Peru with her many, many years ago and I admire her work greatly. And she talks about how many changes are already taking place on the planet. The earth is changing, the sky is changing, the cosmic energy is changing, and that the earth is already receiving these new energies or is already expressing these new energies through the dragon lines and the ley lines. And that how many of those new energies are uh, being seen in the sacred sites, many of which I've traveled with like she did, but it's not just you have to go to a sacred site to have this experience. These energies are being felt everywhere. Anywhere there are trees, mountains, water, especially, these energies are being felt. You are changing. You know that. And you're eating the foods, hopefully, of these new energies. You're drinking the water of these new energies. You can't get away from it, except if you choose to because you still have free will. And so what she says is, we will begin to physically land into the new cycle within this new blueprint. She's saying the blueprint's there. Now it's us to physically manifest what that blueprint has within it. In other words, bring a dream into reality. This transition has been a long wait for us. You know, we often talk about a 26,000 year cycle. Now you haven't quite been waiting 26,000 years, but we've all come onto this planet because we won the lottery ticket to be here at this time. But enough of humanity has now made the necessary physical and spiritual adjustments to prepare us for what is coming next. Well done. You've done it. You came here. And I've seen in the last three years just how many people have changed, have taken responsibility and accountability for their body, mind, and souls. We will step into these new codes built from these new blueprints and anchor the evolved 
wisdom and alchemy into the natural world. Now, what she's not saying just, oh, we're going to do this into, into the earth, the nature kingdoms. She's talking about the natural world within our body, within our DNA, within our souls. We have the ability to access the cosmic knowledge, but can also bring it into the material world because we have taken on the identity and the challenges of physical body. In other words, nothing else can do this. We are in the physical body, in this wonderful alchemical vessel that can literally create consciousness of heaven on earth now. This is why we're here, to bring universal consciousness here onto what we call the earth plane. We're becoming twice born from one age to the next. Literally, we are going through a death and transformation while still in this physical form. We are past the mid mark in anchoring this new massive cycle. The first occurred at 2012, which some of you may remember was said to be the birth of a new world, according to the Maya. And she's saying that the last 11 years from 2012 were really bringing down the plans, the energetic plans. But she's saying these next years, the next 11 years, are going to be about bringing those plans into reality. Now, it may be a little longer than 11 years because I've also heard people talk about 2038 as being very significant. But still, from 2024, 11 years, 14 years, we are bringing heaven onto earth. Everything is going to look different then. What was anchored and envisaged in spirit by humanity's cosmic warriors in the last 11 years will now begin to be anchored in the physical realm. Every one of you, every one of us has envisioned, prayed, done sacred ceremonies, changed ourselves, woken our DNA to be here at this time. It is the beginning because this is the true ascension. It's not about leaving this place or changing. It is about ascending into this new frequency, these new dimensions. We are dropping the core of the old blueprint that held us into a past reality. And we are moving into this new place. She says there will be symptoms, as many of you may have. You may feel somewhat out of balance, disorientated, may have heart arrhythmias, sleep difficulties, et cetera, et cetera. But this is all the updating that's happening to our bodies. As we transition through this bridge of time, it could feel like we're in a constant cosmic pressure cooker. But this is nothing new. We've been here before. We are now at the cellular level, at the DNA level, vibrating with this new elevated and involved, evolved energy of universal consciousness. It's exciting, folks. <laughs> it's why you're here. You won the lottery ticket. You picked the right straw. You did not make a mistake. This is not about, if I may say, your individual karma. But this is uplifting everything inside you, uplifting all your ancestors, whether these are blood ancestors, spiritual ancestors, star beings. There's a lot, a lot of pressure on you to, to bring everything to a new level. 
But actually, it's easier than just raising everybody there. What you and I need to do is cut our ties with the old energies that are not part of this new world. And that sounds a little odd, but I'm going to say that the new world is here. The blueprint is here. This is definitely what I've been told by my guidance. But I've also been told we won't be able to take the old baggage into the new world. In other words, we need to cut the ties of the old baggage or take out of the old baggage what is valuable, leave behind the box or the, the trunk that it's been carried in. In other words, we don't have to change our ancestors or anything that's happened in the past. We have to take what's valuable and then cut the tie. We are not here to save other people. And in fact, well, how I see it is once we change, we create a change, a ripple event that goes back seven generations, forward seven generations, up seven generations, down seven generations, wherever you want. When we change, it is an instant change brought to any, any being that's resonating with our frequency. This is in the entanglement theory. We don't have to go a long way. Literally, I change every, every being that is connected to my frequency also changes. It's as quick as that. So you don't have to think of people or beings. You just have to make the change yourself. And that, of course, becomes the fundamental issue. <laughs> What is that change that I need to make? What is that baggage? And only you and I or you and myself know what that means. What are these patterns we keep repeating? What is the old baggage? And if I suggest that the so-called ego that many people talk about letting go of, but the ego is created by an egg and a sperm that come together, fertilize, and create an ego. In other words, it's our child of our creation. But what happens is that ego starts to just carry on on its own, or we keep creating from the same egg and sperm. Now what I'm seeing is the earth is giving us a new egg to create from. She's birthing a new part of herself. And there's a new sperm, a cosmic energy coming in, and they are fertilizing and creating a whole new world. Well, if that's happening on that level, we need to do the same. In other words, the old eggs, the old stories, the old beliefs are no longer relevant. What is that new belief you want to create from? And are you allowing that new cosmic energy that goes far beyond any religion or any belief system of, if I may say, a God that's going to direct us, but what if you take the very highest level of cosmic energy and you allow that to fertilize your, your, your purest energy and create a whole new ego that is ready to be part of this new world? Now, the old energy is probably caught up with some things that we say, oh, I can't leave that behind because it's so much part of me. I can guarantee the things that are part of us that we can't leave behind aren't always the best parts of us. So recently, I, someone was talking about Christmases and what was your happiest Christmas? And I thought back and I have to say, it was difficult to think of my happiest Christmas because there were times where not events outside me weren't best. My, my parents were great, the people, but I wasn't the best. I'm putting my hands up to that. 
you know, the, the, I can remember the present not being what I wanted or the person not saying the right thing. I was a moody teenager, always offended, a Virgo ascendant. If you said something wrong, you're offending me. And I wasn't, I wasn't good to be around when I was a teenager. Some of you might not have been. I was always like, oh, you said something that offended you. Don't understand me. <laughs> and I would storm out of the room and then wonder how I was going to get back down again because I really did want that dessert or pudding that was coming up later on in the meal. I realized that. So, yes, it's nice to, if I may say, blame other people for their faults, but I have to take ownership of my own. And again, not a fault, but just that part of me that I wasn't, that wasn't tender, that part of me that wasn't, wasn't the best of me. And it was, you, I can give all sorts of excuses, but I, it just, it wasn't the best. I'm not proud of it. I clearly learned it wasn't the best way to be <laughs> and no longer do that. But the fact of the matter is when I was feeling into that, I felt sorry for my parents who probably were trying to make a great Christmas dinner and here was I doing my moody thing. And so I went to pick an angel card and I picked this angel card. I have a set, uh, maybe you do too, various sets of angel cards, but this was one of my sets. And it's the angel of tenderness, which gave me the theme for this podcast. And the theme is I am radiant with tenderness. And maybe at that moment, I didn't feel radiant with tenderness. But it says tenderness, the soft breeze on the meadow, an opening bud, a hand that finds perfect gesture the touch that heals, the gaze of pure understanding with no strings attached. In our lives, tenderness is the natural flow of our actions because the soul has dissolved all fear of being seen. And I thought that's exactly it. That when I've had that opportunity, whether it's looking into the eyes of a dolphin or looking at a beautiful mandala, or stained glass window in Chartres. I knew I was being seen. And I felt that amazing tender energy coming towards me that said, we know, we know that moody part of you. We know that, that part of you that's perfectionist. And we love you. And we love everything about you. We love the different shape and size of your body. We love the way you interact with people. We love what you say. We love what you don't say. We love your soul. We love everything. And I feel that that's what I want to share with you today. Yes, find tenderness towards other people. But if we're going to leave behind our baggage, the greatest piece of our baggage that needs to be released is the ways we're not tender to ourselves. The ways that we hold on to the past because we cannot believe that love is that easy. So I say, let your goal be tenderness, tenderness towards yourself, loving yourself at that deepest level. Be tender, be kind. And when we do that for ourselves, that is the energy that will change everything around us. That is the resonance note that releases anybody on that same note that has ever felt unloved, uncared for. When we are tender to ourselves, there's a new note goes out into the universe. And it meets all of those who 
We love those of you who have passed over in spirit this year. We send our love and our nurturing to them. We send our love and nurturing to those who have supported us, who have sometimes given us a hard time but have moved us along. And we say thanks with a tender heart to ourselves and everyone else who is working to allow their soul to express itself fully in this new world. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive Podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeed.